Hey folks, I think it's time I tell y'all a story that Josh has alluded to a couple times, but I don't think I've actually told the whole thing. The story of my first fight as a cop. As a young rookie, I was once assigned a hospital detail, which means someone who is in the jail now requires hospital care, and I was a lucky rookie to be a babysit them all night long. And to make matters worse, this particular inmate was a pregnant female who was about to have her baby. In the past, it, this was usually not a problem. Pregnant women in custody often just want to have their child in the cleanest and safest environment possible like any mother. They are often grateful for the hospital stay and the couple days they get with their child before returning into custody. The child will go to the father or other designated family. In a worst case scenario, CPS will take the child for a time being until the mother is released and able to care for them. The awkward part is my job. I don't want to watch a stranger give birth. It's just really not my thing. That whole miracle of life stuff, it's not, nah, I'm, I'm not feeling that. But given what I know from my experience, it shouldn't be a problem. I got the inmate in the hospital. I got them on the third floor in a room with no open windows and one way in and out. I let the inmate know that I had no desire to intrude on her privacy. I left the room door open. I shut the curtain and allowed the inmate the privacy she needed to change into hospital attire and prepare to have her child. I thought the best way to get cooperation was to be respectful and respect would be returned. In most cases, that's true. Suddenly, things began to change. The inmate started to demonstrate paranoia-like behavior, asking questions, reading hospital papers to their fullest, and being oddly aggressive to nurses. I warned her once or twice, reminding her that she was in custody and should be respectful to staff. She didn't care. Instead, she started to question me, like, what are you even doing here? Why do you have a gun? Are you going to shoot me or something? I tried to answer, but it was to no avail. I went back to my post right outside the curtain and tried to relax. After all, it was going to be a long night. Suddenly, the inmate became uh, very mouthy with the nurse. I had enough. I burst into the room and began to read her the riot act about her expected behavior and that I <clears throat> may have to handcuff her to the bed if she was going to start acting aggressive. She didn't like that. She immediately jumped out of the bed and screamed. What are you going to do, shoot me? The fight was on. She slapped me across the face and I pushed her back. I called for help on the radio while she grabbed a heart monitor machine and threw it at me. The machine was still attached to the wires and caught and it never even reached me. It just kind of flew through the air and stopped suddenly and fell down. I re-engaged her and placed her into an arm bar and then guided her to the ground gently because of course she's pregnant and about to have her baby. And I held her on the ground until help arrived. As I waited, the doctor came in and said, that it wasn't a bad thing that her water broke. The what? I looked down and realized my leg was soaked in amniotic fluid. Just then, the backup arrived and neighboring police agency got there first, and I watched as they piled into the room and then suddenly stopped as they took in the wet floor, the naked pregnant woman, and the rookie redheaded deputy on top of her. Not my finest moment, I assure you. The cops stared and did nothing until my actual partner arrived. He gloved up and helped me get her back into the bed. I was soon relieved and I had to, to brief my sergeant, <clears throat> of course, about what happened, and he, you know, laughed at me. I had to change my clothes and grab a case number from dispatch, who also laughed at me when I heard when they heard the story. The next morning I was walking by a briefing, and <clears throat> I heard the day shift briefing sergeant telling the story, 
And of course, everybody was laughing at me at that point too. That story became so well circulated that I heard the story from other people who had no idea that they were telling the story about me. The only silver lining from this embarrassing event was that from that day forward, I always got calls from supervisors looking to hire overtime. Because if that rookie cop was willing to go hands-on with a naked pregnant lady for his first fight, well, he's probably a pretty good guy to have in the field. Folks, I'm Brent Hardy, and this is Disturbing the Peace. Yeah, yeah. Mega gang, cat gang, same thing. Oh, we're gonna start Mega with gang, it. Mega gang, cat gang, oh, yeah, same oh, thing. Oh, okay, all right. Love. This is our intro song, Yo, dude. If you don't like this country, you can leave. <laughs> they talk about socialism, please shut up. They say keep it PC, but now I'm about to cut up. Black, white, you like brown, this? I'm call you my brother. And if you a woman, That's you funny. a daughter, you a mother. It's good. It's actually good. I like we it. alone care about your color. Say the truth, lie. They trying to take our freedoms from us. We got our back, daddy. Tell Miss Clinton this is not no big guy. It's crazy watching Democrats defend Suleimani. Tell the people that I strapped up, so don't try me. They trying to take your guns. Control the flow of information, they feeding you fake news Just how they started domination Now your kids supporting terrorists, they should support our nation And if you don't like this country, That's get good. out, stop procrastinating If you don't like this country, you can leave Yeah, I like it, I like it, I'm digging it Alright, alright, I'm liking it Shut up, they say keep it PC, but now I'm about to cut up Black, white, and brown, I'm That's funny that's funny. <laughs> so this is the Serve the Peace podcast, folks. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> so that's Bryson Gray. Bryson Gray is a, a conservative activist, a black conservative activist. Josh pointed out to me earlier. He was like, "Why has he got to be black?" I'm, I'm, not, I'm just pointing that out. Right? I'm just really giving you a hard time. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> a really good dude. Huge social media following. He put out an album. It's it's called Mega Ain't Got No Color. Okay, hmm. Mega yeah. Ain't Got No yeah, Color. Yeah, Mega okay. Ain't Got Mega No ain't Color. Got Okay, and I love a lot of the songs. Um, he's I'm sorry, well, hold, but I hold on a second. According to Joe Biden, it does. <laughs> that's true. I just want to throw that out there. Let's see what else he's got on. And here he's on. super woke. Uh, so. That that song is called "You Can Leave," and this <laughs> this song is called "45." Hey, right too hard. Hey, right too hard. Yeah, right too hard. Yeah, ain't no man, mad gang, cat gang, same thing. Dude. No idea what he just said. <laughs> Real Mac gang ain't playing both sides. If they ask me who I'm voting for, I tell them four five. Not a Democrat trying to take a four five. I was on the left, but I stopped believing those lies. And this one's called uh, Mega Boy. Mega Boy. I always say Mega, not Mega. Yeah. When it starts, eventually. <laughs> right? Look. Hey, they say, ain't you that Mega Boy? <laughs> Tell me what you want, cause that don't matter, boy. I just speak the truth that something they don't understand. That's funny. I like, I, the, I like the white of white liberals try to tell me who I am. That's well, here's the thing. The other thing about his album, there's no cuss words in the whole thing. No, oh, what's the point? <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's I mean, just that's weird. the thing. Like, I don't, I'm not necessarily a rap fan, but part of yeah. it, though, is I can't always listen to rap. I got a household kid. Sure. No, you know I what I'm saying? That. So I really got to think about, like, what movies I'm watching, what music I'm listening to, what I have in the car, that kind of stuff. You know, yeah. I, I always got to think about that kind of stuff. And so this is something I could play in the car. Um, I can enjoy it myself. I totally, And I don't have to worry about my kid overhearing something or repeating yeah. something later. No, I totally get where you're coming from. My wife is constantly telling me, why are you watching this? Aren't you 
thinking about who's in the room, and I never am, and I really should <laughs> because yeah, that's it's probably how I got my three-year-old hooked on Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's oh that's, yeah, that was such yeah. a weird story. That was a weird had. yeah. All right, so I got a lot of judgment over that. The world is still on fire. Uh, yes, the world is on fire. Uh, the evidence um, of a mounting, very organized. Uh, whoa, whoa, evidence. I'm sorry, that triggers me, okay? Obviously, because you're using evidence, air quotes. You yeah. obviously hate me, well, and uh, that's hate speech. So the organization I don't of like these it. protests are always – I always say this. The left is very organized, and they're very good at being organized. The, yeah, well, and it's, okay. and it's, an organi- it's organized in a way to make it look like it's not organized, and I like it. It's actually yeah. very subversive. And well, it's, it's almost it's, – it's I mean, clever. I, I hate to make this comparison because I probably shouldn't, but – Think of it like terrorists. Mm. Their job is to inspire. Mm. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, no, yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree. They'll well, put out the videos online. They have their yeah, own sure. newsletters. They have well, their that's own what Antifa is. That's why I'm totally okay but with But they the... know it's really hard to get one of their close guys over there into our country or into another country oh, well, yeah. to do those attacks. But if they can inspire someone that's already yeah. here, does that make sense? And so I kind of look at Black Lives Matter as that's kind of what they do is they try and inspire Others to, Others to organize protests and yeah. cause chaos and do that kind of stuff, right? And they will help and assist and give guidance in well, any way, shape, or form, just, but that's what they do. It's just getting crazy. So apparently milk and Jesus are symbols of white supremacy now. You know what? So I have The this... milk one get, throws me. Uh, and I read the explanation, and I literally didn't stop laughing for a good five minutes. Well, the one that didn't make sense to me was Aunt Jemima. The syrup. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are you giving me like, a look? You never had Aunt Jemima syrup? Uh, no, I've never have. I'm, this is I'm a, a Mrs. Woman. Butterworth kind of guy. Uh, this is a woman who really existed. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I can't remember. I think her name was last name was Green or something. Like, mm. I, I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I'm a terrible human being. Yeah, she's like one of the first black. She's definitely one she of the first black female slave, millionaires. Born a slave and died a millionaire yeah. in the 1920s. And she's one of 20 that managed to do that. Right. Okay. The first female self-made millionaire in this mm-hmm. country was another black woman. So her okay? family this has come com- out against the whole rebranding. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. She was a black model. Mm-hmm. And they recruit her. Imagine being in the early or late 1800s and saying, hey, I want to come up with a brand but use a black woman. Right. I mean, that's a ballsy sales yeah. point considering we just well, had a whole civil war and everything else. But they went with it and it worked. Why? Because the country really wasn't as hateful as people pretended it was at that no, time. No, it still isn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, true hate comes to the left. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I'll get to that in a minute. Too. Yeah. Well, it's it's just it's getting absolutely ridiculous. So now we're ter- we're we're rebranding things. We're tearing down statues. We're uh, labeling. You know, we're labeling everything as a symbol of white supremacy. Like, I just gotta go back to the milk thing. Milk is apparently a symbol of white supremacy because white people are the only privileged race to not be. Uh, ma- a majority lactose intolerant, and I'm pretty sure that's bullshit. I don't think. Are they suggesting the the majority of black people are lactose intolerant? They're suggesting the majority of every other race other than white people is lactose intolerant. Therefore, milk is a symbol of white supremacy because only white people are privileged enough to be able to drink to consume dairy products. Okay, so that this is from Sean King, the de facto leader of the Black Lives Matter organization at this time. Oh, you mean that white dude? Yeah, the white guy. Yeah, <laughs> the white guy. Can we just point that out? That the person that everyone is pointing to as the leader of black, as a, as so, not the leader, I'm sorry, not the leader, but a Black Lives Matter leader is a white guy. So <laughs> I had this argument because Sean King is also the one that came out and said that we should be ripping down images of Jesus yeah. because he's white. Because he's always portrayed as white. And 
Okay. No, he's, first off, he was Middle Eastern. First of all, we don't know. Well, he's Middle Eastern. Okay. Um, well, no, actually, let me back up because uh, I had a big argument with somebody about this because right. I was like, one, it doesn't matter. Okay. okay. Two, Jesus proved something that they all don't like it when we say. All lives matter. Well, Because okay. he apparently died for everybody. Yeah, but okay, he well, hold was on, hear Middle me Eastern. He was. Okay, he was Jewish. Yeah. Okay, and you can look at Jewish people today, and they're not quite as Middle Eastern as everyone else that's over there. Well, sure, but that's over you know, thousands they inhabited, of years. They inhabited the Mediterranean. The Greeks mm-hmm. were white. Everyone can seem to agree to that. Sure. The Romans and Italians on the, on the other side were all white. Okay. Okay. They did. Now, this is where it got hanky because I'm like, okay, I got to get last because I read a while ago they did a genetic study of inhabitants of America, mm-hmm. and something weird came up. They start looking at their genetic code and the stuff that they were able to get genetic samples of from from remains and everything, you know, stuff they found frozen, things like that. Sure. The people that we know as the Native Americans today weren't the first inhabitants here, right? We know that. Okay. Okay. The people before them were white. I mean, I didn't know that, but all right. Yeah, it's a trip. But according to genetic studies they did on remains, basically the people we know as Native Americans conquered or took over or bred out the previous residents who were all white. Mm, all right. I had a hard time believing that one. No, no, no. I mean, like, so where did they come from? Then, then where are the, the, the what we know of as Native Americans now? What did they come well, from? Well, why does everyone not have to? Why can't anybody be white? In the ancient world, white people still existed. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. No, white people didn't exist until about the 1700s. So it's like it's like people have a hard time wrapping their head no, around no, they didn't. somebody who's tribal but white. You know what I'm saying? Like they have a hard time wrapping well, their head around that. Vikings, of course, white hello. people existed 2,000 years ago. Well, no, of sure. They but 5,000 sure, years ago. But, you know? Where did the people that we know of as Native Americans then, where did they come from? So anyways, I don't know. There's theories there, okay? Um, so anyways, getting to my point, though. Okay. I'm like, well, if they did that with America, I wonder if they did that in the Middle East. Okay. Sure enough, genetic study, 6,000 years ago, is the inhabitants that came out of Iran. In other words, the people who they suggested would have been Moses, right? Because Moses sure. came across the Red Sea out of Egypt, you know, went Reed to Iran, whatever. you know, basically what was known as Persia, mm-hmm. you know, lived out there for 40 years in the wilderness and eventually Moses died and he, they, the rest of the people crossed into Israel and, yeah, took, if you believe that kind and of thing. took the promised land. Sure. Okay. Um, they started looking at that time period and the remains they found from that time period, those people were Aryan. How do you determine that White? based on fossils? No, we're not. They're not fossils. 6,000 years ago is not fossil. It'd have to be a million. I mean, not fossils, fossils. Fine, but bones. 6,000 okay. years, they're bones. Okay, but you're finding genetic material of some sort and based off that genetic material, they're finding white people with blue eyes. Mm, all right. Okay. I'm, hey, I'm just. Okay. All right. I'm just I, saying. I, I haven't seen that, and you know and what? I'm going to go ahead and take the liberal stance and say I don't. I, I will. I will pick and choose what science to believe, and now, that science isn't okay. I'm not saying. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that science now, isn't okay. This now, I'll science tell you right is. now. I never imagined Jesus to be super white. No, I always okay? figured he was Middle Eastern. I figured he was at best olive skin, right? Just, at, just yeah, yeah, at best. Like I always imagined a tan skin, dark hair. Right. Individual. I just figured he was darker. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And maybe he was more darker, maybe not. Sure. But you know what? I don't care. Yeah. Okay. Also, as a Christian, matter. I was still looking at him no matter what as my Lord and Savior. He died for us all, and if you accept him, you're forgiven of your sins. You can get into heaven. Okay. Do, do we have to care more outside of that? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, we don't. You either accept the guy or you don't, and that's the thing. The people pushing this message, they don't. They're, they're not Christians. Well, first off, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't care. First they're, off, they, they don't go to church on Sunday. The, when's, I mean, ask Sean King. When's the last time you went to church? <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, they, they don't care. So why are you inserting yeah, but, yourself in? 
you know, the Christian business. The people who are pushing this message also also don't actually care about racial equality in any way, shape, or form. Because that's what not what any of this shit is about at this point. I read on their website. I heard this happen, so I'm like, well, I gotta look it up. So I actually visited the Black Lives Matter website mm-hmm. and read their their goals, objectives, and what they're quote unquote what they're about. They straight up said they're trying to destroy the nuclear family. Yeah. Okay. And they reject that premise. Mm-hmm. They reject the what we know as common government today, and they want they're basically communists. Okay, they're Marxist. Not, not basically, they're Marxist communists. Yeah, period. Their, their leader just came out and had a yeah. video saying that they're trained Marxists. Yeah, one of. Okay, yeah, which makes a lot more. I mean, I've already known about this for a while, but it makes a lot more sense. Sure. Considering that, as you were just suggesting, Black Lives don't matter to Black Lives Matter. Basically, they don't because if they did, and I wish somebody would come up with a better. There are great organizations out there. I wish somebody would come up with a better, like more popular competition of Black Lives Matter. Somebody who's willing to go into cities like Philadelphia mm-hmm. and Chicago and say, hey. Black Lives Matter, let's stop with the gang violence. You know what I'm saying? Let's stop with this. Let's stop the black-on-black crime and actually work with those community members at working towards ending a lot of this because, I mean, Black Lives Matter doesn't do that. Well, you know what I'm saying? They're not doing. They only care when a black man is killed by a white And that's what it is. All you need to look at is that. So you look at all the... All the people who have died as a result of these riots and these and looting, okay? How many black people have died? And BLM doesn't seem to give a crap. Candace How Owens, many? and I haven't verified this. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you That's off. Right. Candace Owens, straight up kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Candace Owens came out and straight up said she said uh, these riots and, and uh, protests have destroyed more black lives Absolutely. Than, than cops have oh, yeah. in the last 10 I years. I mean, not just – okay. Now, right. I'm not, I'm not going to pull all these numbers and figure yeah, that sure. out. But, I, but I, looking, I, I, I'm inclined to believe she's right. No, I, I would actually believe that. Um, but looking at not only the actual lives that have been taken, but what about lives ruined? Livelihoods, you know, businesses destroyed in predominantly black neighborhoods, black business owners, and their livelihoods have been destroyed for for racial equality? How does that work? Yeah, let me explain this to people because every time I point this out, someone always comes up with the ignorant answer of, well, there's insurance. (laughs) Let me tell you about insurance. You have a business, okay? If you're leasing your space, which a lot of people do, right? Mm -hmm. They don't own the building. They lease it and they have their bar or their tattoo shop or their barber shop or whatever's inside of it. Okay, you only have insurance on the products and the stuff, basically the inside of the store. Yep. Okay, you don't have insurance on the building. So if the building owner came along and said, "Yeah, I'm not rebuilding, guys. I'm going to sell to a developer. They're going to come through and knock which all this down. Which is exactly what's going to happen. Which is a lot what many of you do. Okay, look at, like I said, look at Ferguson, Missouri. Oh, hey, yeah. Okay, do you think if you're going to start a business right now in Missouri, do you think Ferguson is the place you'd want to go? Hell no. No, right? So anyways, there are going to be people who lost their businesses just that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you do have insurance that covers your building yourself, keep in mind that most insurance I'm, – I'm not an insurance expert, so I'll say most, but I'm pretty sure I've never seen this in my life. They might cover the replacement of buildings and rebuild and that kind of stuff. They're not covering your paycheck. No. If you're a small business owner, and many of people – and most of Americans are, or they work for small business or whatever. Right. Um, a lot of these guys are still paycheck to paycheck. So when you're waiting six months, eight months, a year – for your insurance claims to go through, the people to finally come out and make estimates, for the contractors to come out and do their estimates, come out and rebuild everything, mm-hmm. fix your pro- – I mean, what are you going to do for a living? You have to go get another job. Which there aren't any because everything's burned to yeah, the ground. You're going to have to go find another job and figure out your life for a half a minute while your oh, yeah. insurance company is BS and while you wait a year for your business to restart. Yeah. The, city of Min- the city of Minneapolis is going to end up going bankrupt because no businesses are going to return. Exactly. I mean, already, already, many businesses who have been burnt out have already come out and said, "We are not rebuilding here. It's not worth it." Yeah, history, history has shown us two things, and we're going to take a quick break because we're up against the clock already. Um, history has shown us two things when when we see this in the past. Okay, one, 
it takes almost 10 years, if not way more. In some places, mm-hmm. it took decades to recover after places like this. Sure. Okay? We saw this in the 50s and 60s. Okay. Riots would take place. Whole neighborhoods would be burned out. It was over 10 years before they actually really recovered. Some of them never really recovered. The other thing when we see this in history, when you see these socialist revolutionaries and people like that, it starts off with the protests, then the riots, and they start pulling down statues and doing damages, which we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can go through history and find it in the past, right? Even back to the Middle Ages. Okay, the next step is murders and political assassinations. Yep. Okay, let's take a break. Really? <laughs> Here's another song from the Mega album. How much of that time did we like? How much time did we already spend in the first segment? I'm right. good. All right. All right. Hey. Just listen. Hey, hey, that's my hand. You might get beat. These are Yeezys on my feet. Shade room, hate them. I'm sleep. Tell Jimmy Kimmel that his show weak. And they love me. Right. Well, check it out, folks. This is Bryson Gray's album, Mega Ain't Got No Color. I love it. I'm tired of all these pseudo intellectuals if you don't know politics, but on these speak. All right, let's move on. All right. All right. So, speaking of Minneapolis, uh, so Minneapolis is moving forward. The city council approved uh, a whatever the hell to, in order to move forward with abolishing Minneapolis PD. Yeah. The same day. They hired private security for themselves. I saw at that. a cost of forty five hundred dollars a day. And that at is the, the tax, Minneapolis. Yeah, at, at the, the taxpayers. The people dime. of Minneapolis are spending forty five hundred dollars a day for private security for city council. Now, do the people benefit from this uh, private security? Hell no. Hope, hey, people in Minneapolis, I hope you still have your business. I hope you're doing well and you can afford your own private security because there's going to be no one to take care of you when the shit hits the fan and somebody wants to come rob your business or attack you personally. There are no cops anymore. There won't be cops. We saw this in L.A. as well. Okay, some of the city council members are, are, are um, L.A. County uh, board members and stuff like oh, yeah, that. Yeah. They're outspoken against police. They're talking about defunding. Yeah. You know, they're, they're pandering to these, to these loud protesters. And, and then out, um, right outside their house, they have Los Angeles PD or LA County Sheriff guys guarding their homes. Well, see, now that's that's actually even worse. That's actually worse. When you're calling for defunding or or outright dismantling police departments and you have those same departments covering your ass, that's actually even worse. But to spend taxpayer money on private security for yourself and at the same time call for defunding, basically taking away everybody else's protection, is abhorrent and ridiculous so if you're in minneapolis what you should be screaming for is oh okay so open carry then right yeah, right exactly because um Cause I, I mean gonna, somebody's got to protect me it's going to be the wild west yeah it's absolutely going to be what these social workers that they want to hire is really going to protect the woman who's getting her you know getting the shit beat out of her by her husband nightly that they're going to come in and protect her no yeah and you, you know what i mean we here's the thing you can look at europe and see i mean look at look at britain with their unarmed crops yeah. Last time they had a terrorist attack, guy was active shooter in downtown Brigham, London, and you can see footage of the cops running away too. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, <clears throat> but, but at least they even, but at least they do have cops on the street. So yeah, that's true. Minus an active shooter situation, they can get involved. Yeah. All right. So I found this article, and I was, you know, we always talk about the numbers, right? And, and the big rhetoric out there is people are telling us that they're they're saying a couple things. Uh, they're saying police officers are racist. They say they're targeting minorities. Not true. Not true. They're killing us. Oh, Josh, don't be, don't be show business me. Let me, let me get through this. Okay, I forgot what I was going to say. Now you know, that's okay. Um, <laughs> that's because you stopped to acknowledge me. They, they have all this. Uh, basically, I, I would call it lies, right? Lying rhetoric. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, the media doesn't help. 
Okay, they're they're pushing it as well. They're going through. So I, I found this wonderful article. It's called "Enough of the Lying." Just or enough of the lying. Just look at the data. There's no epidemic of racist police officers killing Black Americans. Okay. Anti-police rhetoric is spreading across the country faster than coronavirus because disinformation about racist police shootings fuels transmission. Josh, it drives him nuts, folks, when I read this stuff. (laughs) No, 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 I'm fine. He wants me to explain it, but I think they put it in better words than I could. Uh, Last month, the horrific murder of George Floyd ignited protests across the country, and despite the involved officers being charged and most Americans agreeing racism and police brutality are wrong, Public outrage soon expanded to condemn all police. This is what I was saying. These things were planned before. Oh, yeah. Right? They had to have been. Well, you know, okay, can we point out the fact that who's going around saying, well, you know what, police brutality and racism are actually kind of okay? Who? Nobody. Nobody's going around saying that. Nobody has ever gone around to say that. And if somebody does say that, they immediately get punched in the throat. When people talk about um, um, racial profiling. That got too loud. Sorry. Okay. When people talk about racial profiling, I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. Why would any cop... Freaking put on his boots, put on his gun, go out in the street and be like, man, I really want to target black people today. Well, you don't know you're doing it. It's it's inherent oh bias. That you don't even, you're subconsciously racist. You all act like I get a you don't bonus at the end of the quarter based off a of You have a people. quota. No, I don't. There's a quota, sir. Folks, quotas are illegal, okay? They're, and just not real. They're social quotas. They're just not real. But social quotas apply to, like, traffic cops. Like, if yeah. your partner's bringing in, like, six tickets a day or writing, you know, a dozen tickets yeah. a day and you're writing, like, two, your boss is obviously going to look at you and be like, sure. well, what are you doing? But that's, like, a social yeah. quota. That's not, like, that's not like a quota quota where you have to write a certain amount every day. That's ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> while every life is valuable, the number of blacks unjustly shot and killed by police is microscopic, which is true. Numerous scientific studies have proven that when behavioral, demographic, and other contextual factors are controlled, the racial disparity in police shootings disappears. It's rare for police to kill anyone. A black man is more likely to be killed by lightning than by a police officer. Let me say that again. You are more likely to be struck by lightning as a black man than to be killed by a police officer. In 2019, police shot and killed 1,003 people, according to the Washington Post. This is 2019, right? Yes, of those, 250 were black and 405 were white, so almost double were white. Police shot and killed 55 unarmed suspects, including 25 whites and 14 blacks. Hmm. Shooting an unarmed suspect can be justified, which is true, if a suspect makes a furtive movement, attacks an officer, or tries to take the officer's firearm. In other words, um, you have to look at each case individually. Okay, but let me play liberal devil's advocate for a second. (laughs) Those numbers are a lie. I'm... They cite their sources. No, no, no. That all those all those agencies that make up those numbers, they're lying. They're lying. Oh, you can't prove that they're not lying. I will. You know what? Prove they're not lying. Touching on that. Well, you know. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa! First. What are you touching on? Hold on. <laughs> Let me get through this first, <laughs> and then I'll get back to it. Remind me about racial profiling because they actually tried to study here in all California. Right. No, we talked about that. that. We've already talked about that. The one that CHP did. Yeah, we talked okay. about that. So shooting an unarmed suspect can be just. I already read that. Of the fourteen incidents of unarmed black men shot and killed by police in 2019 several involved high-speed car chases fights with officers or had weapons recovered at the scene so maybe it wasn't on them but it was still there so the cop might have reasonably believed that he was armed according to the fbi's uniform crime reporting ucr there were 686 there are uh, 686,665 sworn police officers just under 700,000 sworn police officers in the united states in 2018 that's one unarmed black male shot and killed for every 49,047 sworn police officers. In 2018, police made up 10,310,960 arrests, according mm-hmm. to the FBI, and the race was known known for 5.6 million offenders. <clears throat> okay. All right. 
So out of the 10 million arrests, um, yeah, uh, black people were made made up about 5.6 million of them. I'm, I am curious what they're considering unarmed. Hold on. I, that's another topic, too. Because, uh, yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I saw one that was advertised as unarmed. And the guy he had only ham- had a knife. Yeah, he had a hammer. Yeah. His, well, you know, stuff right? like that. That's, he's still armed. Okay, so out of the 10 million arrests, of them, 1,548,000 were black. There were 229 black males shot and killed by police that year. According to the Washington Post, for a ratio of one out of every 6,762 black offenders, the ratio of unarmed black men shot and killed, 23 in 2018, was one out of 67,000 black men arrested. Okay. So one out of every 67,000. Okay. So, so far we're not, now granted, one could be one too many. Sure. Okay. I'm all about that. But so far, I wouldn't call this an epidemic. No. Okay, according to the U.S. Census in July 2019, an estimated 328,239,000 people res- resided in the U.S. Blacks comprise of 13.4%, or 43 million people. <clears throat> that means police shot and killed one unarmed black male out of every 3,141,721 black Americans. Does that sound like an epidemic of police murders? The numbers of unarmed black shot. Black shot and killed by police are so low, most Americans recognize their names. If I said Michael Brown, everyone knows who I'm probably talking about. Sure. Okay. Wasn't unarmed. He was going for the cop's gun, but okay. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> you know what's funny is, is uh, some of the names that get brought up when you talk about police brutality that had nothing to do with police brutality. So, like, Trayvon Martin gets brought up all the time. Yeah. And... He, he like, wasn't killed by a cop. He wasn't even killed by a white guy. He was killed by a Hispanic. He, he was killed by a Hispanic civilian. A guy who didn't know how to mind his own business. Right? A nosy-ass dude who should have minded his own business, but, but not a cop, not a white guy, and yet he's brought up in the same, oh, it's a, an example of the systemic racism. How? And here's here's the issue that I always usually bring up is like these guys, it's not like they're just randomly walking down the street. Now, granted, the moment I say that, somebody's like, well, there was that one time. Okay. Yeah. There's always going to be the what about sure. it. Okay. There's always going to be those examples. But it's not an epidemic. It's, it's not, not an epidemic. Okay. And most of these individuals are engaged in a violent crime. Sure. Like I said, the, the unarmed ones were just got done with the police chase. They were fighting the cops. Yeah. They were reaching for weapons. You know what I'm saying? And, like, look, doing that. and we're, not, we're not even saying like there's no such thing as a racist cop. Of course there is. Human beings suck as a whole. And cops are human beings. Yes. Are there racist cops? I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Yeah. I'm sure that they exist. There are also racist teachers, racist doctors, racist garbage men. Bad people exist in every profession. Now, look. Yes, and I understand. Getting rid of Aunt Jemima is not solving <laughs> racism, you jerks. Right? Stop. Don't mess. Stop messing with my syrup. Although, yes, like sir. I said, I'm a Mrs. Butterworth guy, uh, which they're also talking about changing you because the image is uh, of supposedly of a black woman. Also, <laughs> they'll which, come out and they call it Aunt Karen syrup or something. Like oh that. my God, Karen syrup. I'm not. I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that shit. It's gonna be bitter. <laughs> it's gonna be bitter. And it's going to cons- constantly want to talk to my manager, and I'm just not going to have that. <laughs> not having that. Okay, according to the FBI, you see here. I'm sorry, did you finish your point, or do you have something else you want to add? Mrs. Butterworth is better than Andrew Biden. All right, fine. According to the FBI, you see here, <laughs> there were 1,186,742 incidents of violent crime in 2018. Okay, and by the way, that's half of what it was in the 80s, but that's mm. a different story. And of them, 14,123 were homicide victims. <clears throat> okay. So in other words, there's about 14,000 homicide incidents, okay? Blacks comprise of 54.9% of all homicide offenders compared to 42.4% for whites. Blacks are 13.4% of the U.S. population, yet account for more than half of the homicides. The reason why I'm reading this is because one of the arguments I got into over the last couple of weeks with people on Facebook is they said there's a disparity. 
okay, uh, African Americans only make up 13% of the population, yet they're, true. they're involved in all this, and that's true. But I have to point out, I'm like, look, it's, it's the, you, you got to understand that these are individuals who are engaged in violent crime. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's why you look at the numbers. Okay, according to the FBI's National Incident Based Reporting System, 61.5% of all offenders were male. According to the FBI UCR in 2018, 87.7% of murder offenders were male. That means That's approximately 6% of black males of the population has committed approximately half of the murders in this country. Okay, so is there a disparity saying that cops are targeting these individuals? Or maybe there's a cultural issue where these individuals are engaging in violent crime? No, they were all framed. Every single one of them was framed. You know what? I've heard people make those. And again, every single here's one. the thing. I'm not going to sweep that under the rug. Okay? We have to look at every case individually. And when people talk about systemic racism, I say, how could you do that? It's impossible. And they say, what do you mean? And I always go back to the same example I always go to. You're on trial for twelve with 12 people out of your community that have to be mixed race and mixed gender. I already know okay. the answer. Yeah, they have to be. Yeah. Right? By law, they have to be. So you're going to tell me you're going to somehow systematically convince 12 complete strangers to come into a room and be racist against a client? Yes. You can't do that. They don't it's even impossible. Know, they don't know they're being racist. Uh, according it, to the FBI. It's inherent <laughs> racism. It's it's embedded into their – this is the bullshit the left comes out with, that racism is embedded into your subconscious that you don't even know you're a racist. And that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. First off, you're never going to get me to admit that I'm a racist because I'm not a racist. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to happen. Um, and the idea of inherent racism, I am, fir- I will firmly str- uh, fight against because if that is the case, if that exists, then there's no stopping it. You'll never fix no. it because you're telling me that there's people walking around it. don't even know they're racist. So if I don't know that I'm racist, I can't fix that problem. It's almost like a cult. And if also, you, if you look at Black well, Lives yeah. Matter and how they recruit oh, that, white liberals, <laughs> that is a cult. You're not a part of that until you admit that you're a racist. Sure, absolutely. you know what I'm saying. You have to accept yeah. it, and sometimes they'll even make you do something embarrassing. Like you'll have to get on. You know, you'll see a news person at a protest, and the white guy has to go over there and cry in front of the cameras and talk about. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Do something to just basically shame them and bring them well, down, in, uh, make them kiss their boots. You know what I'm saying? Seattle Stuff like that. anonymous, autonomous, it's, whatever it's, bullshit. There was a guy who was making a speech to all of his all the other uh, people in the park they were like hey uh if you're white you need to find a black person and give him ten dollars yeah um, what <laughs> and that's gonna prove you're really with us and the best part of it was when he says if you can't do that then i don't even know what you're doing here uh you you don't belong here <laughs> it, it was it was hysterical it was like you can't this can't be this can't be real this can't be serious this is some staged bullshit right it yeah. probably was but I don't know. So spinning off what I was talking about, how it really doesn't come down to race. It comes down to uh, the group of people who are willing to engage in violent crime, right? So according to the FBI, of 7,710,000 arrests reported in 2018, blacks comprised of 27.4%. Approximately 28.6% of the people arrested for rape were black. 54.2% of robbery arrests, 33.7% of aggravated assault arrests, 29.4% of burglary arrests, and 30% of arrests for larceny and theft. Okay. They were all framed. Well, here's – you know what? If you read Larry – I always encourage people to read Larry Elder. Look, it's not about race. Okay, that's not the epidemic that's plaguing this country. The epidemic that's plaguing this country and, bla- and plaguing the black communities and stuff like that is the lack of good fathers. Mm. Okay, and yes, you can call me a racist for saying that. The stats are there. Okay, and that happens everywhere. You you talk to white guys who are engaged in violent crime and, like, talk about their childhood. Josh, you have that opportunity. You work in a jail. 
okay, a lot of these guys grew up with no fathers, mm-hmm. or they grew up with an abusive stepfather or abusive father and so forth. Okay, the lack of strong male father figures, okay, will sometimes be the cause of why people are sure. led to crime. Sometimes. But. Th- that being said, you still make your choice. I was going to say, yeah, but it still falls on the individual choice. I'm just saying. Okay. <clears throat> Despite being uh, 13.4% of the population of blacks committed nine times more interracial crimes. What? Nothing. You're still I'm, hating that I'm t- reading? It's, it's nothing. Don't worry. Okay. Well, I'm keep talking. Keep going. Keep going. So, anyways, this section is about interracial crime. Okay. So, what happens? Like the the um, the white versus black, the black versus mm-hmm. white, that kind of stuff. So, despite being 13 for uh, blacks committed nine times more interracial crimes against whites than whites committed against blacks. If racism is the cause of interracial violence, white cops are not the problem. Again, folks, I'm reading an article. Okay. Don't don't be freaking quoting me telling people how racist I am. I'm reading an article. In 2019, research article published by the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences detailed the findings of a study by David J. Johnson. This is actually really interesting. The study analyzed fatal police shootings in 2015 and confirmed blacks, which were 12% of the population, accounted for 26% of those shot and killed by police. But when the violent crime was used as a benchmark, the anti-black disparity disappeared. The study found officers were more likely to shoot suspects of the same race. And more importantly, the number of police shootings could be predicted by race. Violent crime. Oh, I lost my spot here. But anyways, the point is, though, is they did this whole study and they realized that um, cops were more likely to shoot somebody of the same race Mm -hmm. compared to other people. And they got to a point where they could actually predict it. So closing, uh, for too long, the demonstratively false narrative about racial-motivated police shootings has been propagated by politicians, activist groups, and media in Hollywood. The data proves that contextual variables are considered. The racial disparity in police shootings disappears. It's time for the public to overcome their cognitive dissonance and discover the truth. And Josh hates it when I read articles like that. I'm sorry, There's everybody. Super long ones like that, dude. That okay. article I printed out it was 24 pages. Yeah, I know. I okay. literally highlighted. So uh, real so quick, I thought I did good. let's give everybody a chance to wake up. Oh jeez. <laughs> hey, if you're a numbers guy, though, <laughs> just if you're a numbers guy, yes, that's really interesting. I yeah, get it's that. It's fascinating stuff, and if you I really totally want, understand. But that. I can't tell you how many times people just want to believe that cops are the problem. They want to believe. That because cops it's are easier. The it's, it is easy. easy. it's easier you to believe what? that the authority figure is the problem and not you. It's a scapegoat. Of course, it's a scapegoat. Nobody wants to admit that they're a pro- that they're the problem. Hey, folks! Everyone has that person in their life who seems a little harder to buy for than anyone else. But before you settle on yet another gift card, check out Beyond the Branch Designs in Northern California. They do custom wood-carved home decor like flags, badges, and display holders. Reach out to my new friends Lisa and Mike. BranchDesigns99 at gmail.com or 530-301-4420. Really? Again? This song is called Trump is Your President. This is good. I'm going to send this guy a bill. <laughs> oh, wait. He said we could use these for free. I guess I can't really do that. Yeah, don't. We're not yeah. charging him for letting us use his music. <laughs> right? <laughs> We'd be like, oh, we'll see who sends who a pill. Yeah. I'm just kidding, dude. It's it's all, all right. right, all right, all right. <laughs> Josh has a story that um, apparently stood out to him, and he's very frustrated about it. And he's going to tell us all about it. Go. I mean, I'm not super. No, I am frustrated. So apparently, California uh, Democrats think that the way to fight discrimination is with legalizing discrimination. I'm going to let that sink in for just a second, because yes, I just said fighting discrimination 
is the way to do that is with legalizing discrimination. So here's what they want to do. They want to reappeal Prop 209. Okay, Prop 209 has been in place since 1996. Now I'm going to go against my own thing and I'm going to read you what it says. The first little blurb. Uh, Prop 209. <laughs> see? The wow, Josh, when you read articles, I know, man, right? just go, oh, The man. state shall not discriminate against or grant preferential treatment to any individual or group on the basis of race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin in the operation of public employment, public education, or public contracting. That makes sense. Okay. No preferential treatment one way or the other. We're not going to discriminate. We're not going to give preferential treatment to anyone based on... They want to repeal that. What, what's their so end you game will, here? Their end game is so you can now... It's, it's affirmative action. So now you can say, oh, well, yeah, you have the... Let's take uh, public education. Okay, you want to send your kid to college. Mm-hmm. Well, you have better grades. You have better uh, this, that, and the other. But we haven't met our quota of Asian kids. So we're going to let this Asian kid in, or we're going to let this black kid in, or we're going to let this uh, Latino kid in I see. over so the white kid. The end game is or, discriminate or, against white people. Or even better, let's look at it from a different way. Now, a bunch of Asian American students actually sued a prominent college for doing this. Um, they ended up It ended up not going through. Uh, they didn't win. But... Uh, they tried to make the case that this is what's happening, and so they're fighting against this as well, that when you have these big schools, especially the Ivy League schools, um, what it's going to happen is is you have, let's take these Asian-American students. They're going to apply. They have all the, the grades. They have all the social clubs. They have everything. They check every boxes. Ooh, but you know what? We've already met our quota for Asian-Americans. So we, wow. don't, we don't need you. Wow. We need – oh, but we do need – Asian Pacific Islander, do you hit that? No, no, you're not that. Sorry, um, we need, uh, need whatever na- the PC term for Native American is. We need whatever a Native American tribal teacher. Yeah, we need that. Elizabeth no, Warren. No. Oh no, you know, yeah, don't even start it on that bitch. Um, <laughs> we need that. No, no. So if you don't check the right box for whatever ethnic group they need. Or religion, by the way. Oh, we have too many Christians. Now we're only going to start accepting Muslims for the next six months. That is what they're going to allow. That is batshit crazy. That is fighting discrimination with discrimination. Now, the LA that's, Times... That's social justice. That's it, what no, that it is. is. It is absolutely social, social justice, justice at just, its core. It's just revenge. It's not actually justice. Absolutely. And, and we've gone... Look, you guys, if you listen to the show, you know how we feel about social justice and we've that it's the dumbest thing ever, around. so I'm not going to get into it again. Um, the LA Times put out an op-ed about uh, why California needs affirmative action more than ever. And if you get a chance, read it. I'm not going to sit here and read the whole article to you. So if you get a chance, read it. Because what they it's really funny because whoever wrote it is either the dumbest person on earth or actually thoroughly against affirmative action and couldn't outright say it. So he wrote it, the article in a, he or she wrote the article in a way that talks about how it's actually bad. Because it does point out, if you have any logical sense to you, why we don't want this, why we don't need this. So we can now in the state of California for state jobs, for any public funded schools, we can now discriminate, but in a good way. Yeah. I'm still waiting for someone to point out to me what a good way is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. If, if this, let's say just or I end up opening up another business or something in the future, right? I actually want to do this experiment. Where my job application does not have a listed race yes. or gender on it. So. Or even an age. Here's my just, thing. Just 
like well, if you apply online, age. well, if you apply online, it will assign you a number. Yeah. Okay. And so it'll come to me and I could just read your resume. Okay. Right. Just say, Hey, what has this person accomplished? What have they done in the past? Right. I could just read your resume. Oh, they got a college degree or they went to college for a few years, you know, whatever it is. Okay. Go through. And if that's, if I say, yes, this person qualifies for an interview, mm-hmm. I can just click and say, go ahead and send them this email, like a default email, like you qualify, blah, blah, This is the date and time for your interview. Cool. I still have no idea who mm-hmm. that person is. You know what I'm saying? So at yeah. least the first phase of that application process is everyone gets a fair Fair yeah. shake. It's just based off your merit and what you've accomplished. I actually don't think that any application for anything, whether it be – in fact, I don't think anything, with the exception of medical forms, should have any racial questions on it whatsoever. Yeah. Why? Why is that required? Why do you need that? What does it matter what I – what ethnicity I identify with? How does that help you decide if I need this job? I remember a teacher getting mad one time because we were doing the state testing. Oh, and I, you wouldn't and, do it? No. Well, uh, you know, they do the, de- yeah. the uh, what do they call it, demographics, right? Mm-hmm. So this is my name, date of birth, is, you know, and they had to say, who do you identify as? And so I say, I'll, the whole class is just quiet because we're in testing mode and everyone's just filling out sure. this form. And I say it heck aloud. I'm like, what race am I this year? Because every year we have to do it, right? Like, and the whole class just starts laughing because everyone's thinking the same thing. Like, right. it does not freaking matter. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Okay? And my teacher freaking launched this big old like 15-minute lecture Ugh. about why we need this information and everything else. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Why? I'm Pacific Islander this year anyways. You know? well, so, like, I'm I don't curious care. what the reasoning is. No one's ever been able to give me a good reason. Now, the medical one I get because there are specific – yeah, I had diseases, doctor. specific uh, conditions that are specific to certain ethnicities. So yeah. I get that. I actually just had a doctor tell me that that, that me African too. Americans are more prone to cardiac issues and heart yeah. issues. So I get, so I, so I get that. That's fine. Um, but why does it need to be on a job application? What does it matter? Why does sex need to be on a job application? What does it matter if I'm male or female? Unless, actually, I really Josh, can't think of. Why does a 150 year old statue matter? Well, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> Actually, can I touch on that for a second? Why do you keep wanting to touch on things? Oh, sorry. you got to find a different way to put that. Why, did, why are we disarming Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam? If a cartoon... <laughs> hey, you know what? If a cartoon is offending you, maybe stop watching cartoons and get a damn job. So a lot of conservatives come out and they're just like, hey, I, you know, these are statues, these are monuments, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'll be honest with you. There's one statue in the world where actually there's a lot. That I'm like, okay, these statues shouldn't be up, all right? There's obviously, like, the statue of Satan and stuff like that. And I'm not yeah. saying that if you want to put up a statue of Satan, that's fine. If your community wants to do that, I don't like the attitude behind it when they're putting it up just to purposely contradict and get under the skin of other people in the <laughs> That's community. funny. That's actually when I prefer it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now let's get the Confederate statues, okay? I'll, I'll be honest with you. There is a time, there is a way, and there is a proper manner to remove something. Sure. That, that, okay, c- keep in mind, these were placed there by taxpayers, taxpayer dollars, 100 years ago, 120 mm-hmm. years ago, whatever it was, okay, and they should be removed the same way, okay? It should be put to a vote. This should be something you discuss in your community. I don't like seeing mobs ripping these things yeah. down. I'm not okay with that. I don't like the idea of bending to a mob. I don't like the idea that mobs are doing this. Okay, if you, there's a statue in your community, fine. Go get those signatures. Go, go petition to your local city mm-hmm. council, whatever it is, okay, and, and have it removed for the – I mean, and frankly, for the right reasons, not just because uh, it hurts my feelings. Or You know what? Even if it does – even if it is just because it hurts your feelings, it should go through the process. It so, should go through the so process. So right now, Fort Bragg is apparently going through the process of possibly changing their name. And Fort Bragg, the city. The city. The city of Fort Bragg, probably the actual base too. But uh, the city of Fort Bragg is going through the process of possibly changing their name. But they're doing it – the right way it is going to a vote of the people of fort bragg yeah and hey you know what if they vote for it okay 
I could agree or disagree, yeah. but you know what? I don't live there. I don't live there. I don't give you a shit. You know what I'm saying? It's not my, not, yeah. like I said, not my farm, not my pigs. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Like, even it's not if, my big deal. Even and, if I did live there, if the majority vote a certain way, okay, well, that's just the way it is, and you move on with life. And that's how I feel about, like, removing Confederate uh, flags. I live here in California. It's not my history. It's not my heritage. It's yeah. not any of that. That's their stuff. Plus, you know that flag was never actually used by the Confederate Army, right? I know. That's a different story. <laughs> that's a whole different story. All right, but the point on. is, though, is the point is, though, is that's their stuff. You know what I'm saying? If I live in Mississippi, then maybe I'll express an opinion about that. Mm-hmm. But I don't. It's not my heritage. Yeah. Okay? It's not my place. Now, if you start wanting to change the way I backyard barbecue, well, that's my heritage and that's my cousin. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, get back up. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we're going to freaking throw hands. Okay. <laughs> but that's not my point. My point is, though, is, and I tried making this point to somebody I'm else. I'm so ashamed like, of you for saying that. Somebody has the First Amendment right out there. And if they want to exercise the First Amendment right by displaying a Confederate flag because they're from the South or they're from some town and they're from some heritage, okay, that's their business. Okay, sure. and if it offends me, oh well, I'm gonna move on with my life, and I'll go put a nice, a big, freaking uh, uh, American flag. And the only reason why I even slightly empathize with these people is because I've put up my thin blue line flag, mm-hmm. you know, and I've had people say the same thing. That's hateful. That's offensive. Yeah. That's everything else. And I'm like, well, it's me. You know what I'm saying? These are my people. This is my heritage. Your people are hateful. I, I guess they are. And racist. Okay. Is there? But point? it's not. But it's my First Amendment right to display this flag. So let me through. Let me play devil's advocate again for a second, though. So you're totally okay with somebody flying a Nazi flag? It's their right to do it. Mm. I'm not saying I wouldn't be offended by that. I wouldn't say that I wouldn't shake my head. I wouldn't say I wouldn't encourage that person to drive through Oakland and just see what would happen. <laughs> I would actually encourage them to drive you know, through Oakland and see what happens. We, we did the same thing with the with the uh, remember the uh, Christian uh, cake bakers. Oh yeah. Okay. My thoughts were just make the damn cake. You know, it's not that big of a deal. But I'm also a Christian, and I, you know, I, I don't, I don't push that direction. Sure. Okay, but it was within their right to say, you know, we're not refusing service to these individuals, but this particular cake for this particular reason is yeah. something that we take issue with, and, you know, and to me, the answer would have been, we'll just go to another bakery. Yeah, but nobody, you know, you know I, th- I think it's funny that everybody jumped on that one, and nobody jumped on the bakery of a different religion that refused to make a wedding cake for a homosexual wedding. Yeah, for a gay wedding. But the, the, the example, nobody talks shit about that. The one. example was this because you could look at those Christians that are making or not refusing to make the cake and be like, "Well, I disagree with those people. I think they're they're being over the top." Okay, but if you went to a Jewish bakery and asked them mm-hmm. to make a Nazi cake, did they probably? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, that would be offensive. That would be sure. something wrong. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I get or that. again, like a Muslim cake, a Muslim bakery, and saying, "Hey, can you guys do yeah. pigs in a blanket and do a pig themed cake and do a pig?" You know what I'm saying? Like it, they might be really offended by that, and they might say, "No, I'm not doing that in my shop." Yeah. You know, and so you get that. You respect that. But capitalism and freedom means I have the right to say, okay, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. Well, capitalism is evil. Oh, my gosh, Josh. <laughs> Sometimes you just love being – okay, I got to move on. I just want to throw out that that, that's, that that is the thought process of these people that, well, everything you're saying is evil anyway. So, so. It, you can't my, – my point is, is you can't reason with an extreme leftist. There is no reasoning with them because everything you say – is racist or misogynist or it's some kind of ist because all ists are bad and it's it's triggering and i need to go to my safe space and all that other bullshit okay <laughs> so there's a quick story i want to talk to you before we go to break and then we'll do news from florida um oh, so i got another thing too did you guys hear about this other gun what so California has these dumb gun laws. Yeah, no shit. And we discussed this on the program before. What California tried to do is because you can't you can't define an assault weapon because it doesn't exist. So they tried to though, and they say, okay, well if it has a detachable magazine, a rifle stock, and a pistol grip, that's an assault weapon, right? And they they started passing these laws trying to define what these features were. 
Um, but of course, Californians being, you know, awesome as we are sometimes, uh, we just get around that, right? And so they start putting bullet buttons on there. I'd be like, oh, well, if it doesn't have a stock and it has a short barrel on there, mm-hmm. even though it still shoots a rifle around, that's it's actually, it's now defined as a pistol. Mm-hmm. So I could have my detachable magazine because I could have that with the pistol. Right. You know, so we start doing all this stuff. This dude came up with another rifle. He basically took an AR-15, mm-hmm. took the stock off so it looks like a pistol, okay. but he left the long barrel on. Interesting. So it has the barrel of a rifle, but it has no stock. So it's not really defined as a pistol because the barrel's too long. Okay. And it's not defined as a rifle because it doesn't have a stock on there. I like it. So he checked the box as an other, right? Which would, which by their own sure. definition is legal in California. Oh, that's awesome. The not legis- for long watch. The legislator in Sacramento is now fighting each uh-huh. other. And it's actually from both sides of the aisle because the Governor Newsom basically came out and they're trying to fix this and basically He's a piece of ban shit. that rifle through the budget. And I forget how they're doing it, but it has something to do with just basically doing something that the governor has within his rights. Wait, to try and how do you ban guns through a budget? California lawmakers poised to pass new gun ban through budget maneuver. Oh, he's doing it again. Well, you asked a question. And I, don't <laughs> I did, under, I did. I don't I'm quite just, understand the process my I'm giving you a hard time. Like, I don't understand the, the whole process, okay? I just know that's how they're trying to do it. Okay. So, anyways. <clears throat> So this guy got around the system, and they're already trying to ban it. But, of course, That's usually how some good legislators came out and said, no, if you want to ban this firearm, it has to go to a vote. You know what I'm saying? If we want to come up with a new category sure. and we have to – you know what I'm saying? If we're, going to, if we're going to tackle this, we have to do it the right way. So. Oh, I bet Newsom hated that. Oh. You can't tell. He is such a giant baby. He, he is the, de- the liberal Trump. He really is. Everything that you hear liberals talk about, what they hate about Trump, is Newsom, you know, um, overextending their power, consolidating their own power, doing whatever they want and just making up whatever executive order to get it done. That's what Newsom does. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. They only hate Trump because of the R next to his name. Basically, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If he ran as a Democrat, he would have won. I mean, I know. He still would have won. Yeah, he still would have won. They all would have loved him. He could have done all the same stuff. And they would have freaking praised him because he had a D next to his name and not an R. I hate to uh, sound cliche and, you know, just copy a meme, but um, Trump wasn't racist till he ran against Democrats. Yeah. Uh, His dad, there was some questionable stuff in the book. Okay, sure, yeah. yeah. Super (laughs) questionable, all right. But, you know what, I honestly, Trump has been in the spotlight for 40 years. We haven't seen it. You know what I'm saying? We just, we have not seen it, you know? I don't know. I saw a picture of him shaking hands with Al Sharpton, and he's a racist piece of (laughs) shit. So, I don't know, maybe. And on that note, let's take a break. Hey, folks, do me a huge favor and rate this podcast on iTunes. I would really appreciate it. It helps us reach a higher audience. It helps us reach out to those people who may also enjoy this podcast. Also, like it, subscribe to it if you haven't subscribed yet, and be sure to share it with your friends and family. Well, you're complaining about the other music. Okay, now I'm confused. Now I'm just confused. This is beautiful. You're musically confusing me. Isn't this what you wanted? Um, I'm not really a ballet guy, so no. You hated the rap. And I now didn't you say, whoa, 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 back up. I never wow. said I hated the rap. <laughs> I never said those words never came out of my mouth. Look, it's picking up. <laughs> I might be able to rap to this. Oh. Why? Why? It's just why. <laughs> Be my new favorite part of the show. My it's new favorite serious. part of the show is just torturing you with whatever songs I right? pick. Right. You know why? It's because you always complain about what I pick, 
but you don't ever come up with your own music. So that's it's not a like very it's, good point. It's not like that's you're helping me out. Point. Okay. So next time aren't we record, I, aren't I? No. <laughs> so next time we record, you're in charge of music. Okay? Oh, that's I'll play that's not gonna go well. That's not gonna go well at all. Okay, well, I mean, we'll just see what happens. That okay. is gonna go bad. You ever heard of Lonely Island? It's gonna go bad. Uh, Bubba Wallace. Can, well, okay. Before we get to Bubble Wallace, only because we 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 touched on Newsom. All right. So let's continue <laughs> touching on. Oh, Newsom. so you get to touch on things. And I can't touch on things. Is that what's happening now? See how when I say it, it's funny. When you say it, it just comes off creepy. I think it's the no hair. All right, thing. fine. All right. You can touch on Newsom. See, you say it, it comes off creepy. Anyway, all right. So um, they 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 passed the budget. Okay. Written into the budget is some odd language, and it's kind of hard to find. Um, but basically what it says is that Governor Newsom can withhold up to $2 billion, B, with a B, billion, in state and federal funds from counties that he decides are not following his executive order. And he has complete autonomy on that. He doesn't have to ask anybody else what they think. There's no committee that decides, well, you know, this this county isn't really following the executive orders. It's just basically what he decides. This county isn't following my orders, so I'm going to withhold state and federal funds from them. How is that okay? So if a county decides, you know, we really don't have a coronavirus problem or we don't yeah. really don't have a problem with whatever else he wants to put in place in the future, but they say, you know, what, we you know we don't hate you, Governor, but we we're not going to follow these. We're not going to follow because this. it's not an issue yeah, here. It's stupid. You know, and I talked about that. Like New York had a big problem with the virus. The L.A. County had the big problem with the virus. You know, there's there's yeah. con- you know places that really had to fight hard and try right. and make things happen. Okay, um, but there are also very rural counties who are like we have zero cases. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We have or they had, kits, We have we, this. We've tested people. Yeah. We so far have come up with zero cases for our county. Why do we shut down? Right. Or you there's know? even I mean even beyond that, it's like hey yeah we have 14 cases. No one's died. 14 is not that many. It's not enough to really justify closing shit, making people wear masks and all this other stuff. Think about it. So how many old people have you killed in your life because you did not know you were passing the flu along? Damn. I've never thought about that. Okay. We do this every year. We yeah. transmit viruses. Just because people have sun- suddenly become hyper-aware of virus transmission yeah. does not mean we haven't been doing it our oh, whole lives. That's every part of life. Every person I know, especially my family, <laughs> who's you know very like, you have to wear the mask, you have to wear you can pass all this stuff. And I'm like, I-, I ask them the same thing. Okay, then why haven't you been wearing a mask your entire life? Yeah. If I've- it's that big of a deal because you don't know when you're passing on these horrible germs, mm-hmm. why haven't you always worn a mask? Yeah. Why is it just now suddenly so important for this this horrible disease that has a mortality rate of 0.2%? I think it was 0. 0.02 or whatever, but Oh, is it 0. 0.02? Uh, even if it's 0. 0.2, even even if it is 0. Yeah. 0.2. Point here's the thing. 2%. Now, granted everyone will do the whataboutisms, right? Where they'll say, "Hey, look, you know, there's a cop here that's enforcing this or a cop there that's enforcing this." I'll tell you right now, nobody's enforcing it. Nobody's enforcing it. Nobody shit. cares. Yeah, most okay. poli- in fact, there's been a couple of police departments and uh, sheriff's offices and you know what have you that have come out and outright said, "We're not enforcing this. This is not a matter for the police anyway, and we're just not going to do it." No, you know who's enforcing it? Stores. Stores. Walmart's yeah. enforcing it. Home Depot's enforcing yes. it. Which they have the right to do. It's private property. Yeah, private property. They you have know? the right to do. If you don't want to wear the mask, you don't have to go into that I'm store. A cop. I support that. I have the legal right to carry a concealable firearm on me at all times. And, but it's private property. If they say you can't bring that in here. I, I'm not breaking the law. But if they if they spotted it and said, oh. no, sir, you can't have that in uh, here. Well, then 
that I would be breaking the law by refusing to leave. Oh, you know okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're so, saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. Okay. All right. Bubba Wallace, really quick, because I don't think we'd be doing the world any just. I'm sorry, Josh. Did you have something else? No, 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 no. Okay. I just think I, I just want to. So here's my one thing about this. Okay. So these are pull down ropes. Okay, it was yeah. tied in the loop because these guys didn't have automatic garages or, you know, they, yeah. they'd have these rented bays, right? Whenever the mm-hmm. races came to that particular racetrack, they'd just have, like, these little bay spaces, these little garage spaces that yeah. each team could use. Okay, and so they you, they just tie these ropes on. They, they're just pull-down ropes, right? So the way I believe it worked out, and Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, he didn't actually see it initially. He heard about it from one of his team members who saw it, you know, and stuff like that. And he, you know, made a big fuss about it and then, you know, never really saw it in person until maybe later. I think he posted a picture of it later on. Um, But let me be clear about this. So I understand hearing about something through hearsay, Mm -hmm. being upset about it, finding out from – you know, from the FBI, who spent sent what eighteen agents or something <laughs> 15, on there to go look, 15, fifteen agents to go look at this, agents. and they say, "Hey, we have footage of this rope being here." Not to mention, all the other garages have something similar yeah, in them. Every garage has one. Yeah, uh, since since October last year, yeah. long before Bubba Wallace, Mister Wallace, sir, long before you came to this place, and yeah. long before all this stuff happened, long before you had a car that said Black Lives Matter. Okay, uh, this rope has been hanging here, so it it wasn't something that it was planned yeah. or anything like that. That's fine. The frustrating thing is, if I were Bubba Wallace. I would have come out and said, hey, guys, I'm sorry. This was a misunderstanding. Ooh, you can't do that. I didn't really see it at first, you know, so it yeah. kind of got blown up before we got ahead of it. And, you know, you know, that being said, black lives do matter, blah, blah, you know what I'm saying? And still kind of get sure. the message out there. Yeah, yeah, sure. But kind of, you, you know what I'm saying? And because <clears throat> uh, just because that's saving face. Yes. He didn't do that. No. And, he, okay, so he, I think the comparison between – there's a lot of people comparing him to Jesse Smollett, and I think that's unfair. That is unfair. Uh, that's super unfair. Funny as hell. Yeah, funny as hell. The memes but, were very quick. Yeah, they were like, – Because yeah, I was seeing the memes within fast. like an hour of finding oh, out the story. They were very fast. Um, but unfair. Yeah. Jesse Smollett perpetrated a racial hate – a fake racist racial hate crime against himself. Yeah, imagine how great this country is that you have to fake those things. Yeah, right? Um, Bubba Wallace – Got information, not from his crew, by the way. Oh, was it? From NASCAR. Okay. A representative from NASCAR came to him, came to one of his crew members and was like, hey, um, this is what's going on. We just, you know, somebody just saw this. Uh, There's some stuff going on. We're going to have it investigated and find out who's responsible. And then, of course, Bubba Wallace found out and he made a big deal out of it. Now... I'm not mad at Bubba Wallace for that part of it. Like no. like yourself, I totally understand. I would have been pissed. I would have been livid, especially considering everything going on. You know, I, absolutely. Totally yeah. understand. But then, yeah, 15, which by the way, can we just say That's maybe young. overkill? Maybe, but it's awesome they did that. federal agents. Because here's the thing. I mean, of all the criticisms of the Trump administration, yeah. they, they didn't okay, stop that. Right, they said, right. hey, look, if there's a hate crime and it's happening in NASCAR, all let's right. go down there and investigate that. Let's, let's give us all I the resources we can I can't this. help but think that that's a, that was a little bit of overkill, but whatever. So they go through, from they a, investigate it, and from yes. From a police officer and an investigator point of view, you don't need 15 agents. No, you, you don't. Know, a couple guys could have figured that right. out. Um, and yeah, and they figured out the whole thing like, oh, and it wasn't a hoax. It was a eh, dude. It's a pull rope. Now I've seen the picture. Yes, it does look like a noose. I've seen different pictures. I, I've the, because the I've picture, seen one where it was tied into a noose. I've seen somewhere all the ones that I've seen. It looks like a noose. Yeah, it does. Okay, fine. But it's a pull rope on the garage, and they all have them, and it's been there for almost a year. So yes, I hundred percent agree with you. He should have come out and was like, well, you know what? There was a mistake. Yeah, it was a mistake. And, hey, I still support this and whatever. That's fine. Dude, support that all you want. Put it all over your car. I'm down with that. You know, this. You know, as long as your sponsors are good with it, go for it. Yeah. You know, whatever. 
But, yeah, there should have been some kind of statement on his part. But still, I'm not actually mad at him. I really think the whole uh, comparing him to Jesse Smollett should stop because it's not the same yeah, thing. it's really not it's the same. It's completely different. Jesse Smollett is a giant piece of shit who deserves to go to prison uh, over that crap. Uh, Bubba Wallace made a mistake. Made a mistake. Yeah. That's all. Move yeah. on. And but let's move on. You know what I'm saying? In fact, like I, I actually put this on our Twitter page. I'm actually relieved that it wasn't a real news and it wasn't like. Oh, you know I'm what I'm super like, relieved. I'm like, oh, good. You know what I'm saying? Good. I didn't want to see it happen to that guy. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, moving on. Moving on. News from Florida. Dun dun dun. I don't have any. Sorry. Oh, you don't? No, I have no news from Florida. That's right. I got plenty. I I have something afterwards though. Oh, jeez, John, Josh, come on. All right, news from Florida. All right. <laughs> Florida man carrying nearly 500 grams of weed tries to steal an airplane Ooh. to go meet his girlfriend. Seems legit. Yeah. A Florida man is behind bars after he attempted to steal an airplane at a new Schmierner speech. <laughs> Dude, S-M-Y-R-N-A. Schmierner? S-M-Y-R-N-A. R-N-A. And it's New Smyrna Beach. Yeah, so don't laugh at me. Municipal, municipal Airport. I was laughing so, at the name, not you. So he could... Smyrna. That's going to be the name of my next pet. I'm naming my next kid Smyrna. <laughs> so he could fly to California to meet his girlfriend while carrying 500 grams of marijuana. Ooh, not a good... That's like federal crime stuff, dude. That's a lot. Keep it local. Yeah, right? Uh, Florida man calls probation officer threatens to blow up probation office after missing appointment. Wait, so he missed his appointment, and then he called and threatened to blow the place up? This is actually not an unusual tactic. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Oh, he called in a fake bomb threat? I think so. A Florida man is okay. behind bars right, after right. he called his probation officer and threatened to blow up the probation office, according to Cocoa Beach. Uh, <coughs> there I am just reading stuff. Cocoa Beach. Cocoa Beach. <laughs> There's an A at the end. It throws me off. <laughs> Cocoa Beach Police Department. And he's the smart one, guys. <laughs> on he's the brains of this operation. On Wednesday, a probation officer with the CPPD, CBPD. Oh, Jesus. Now, he can't. now he's gone completely illiterate. Uh, received no a help. call no hope. on his cell phone from a restricted number. And when he answered the call, a male voice stated that at 8 o'clock, he was going to blow up the probation office. Dun, dun, dun. So I actually seen this in the past where they do that, like, they have a court date that day. And they oh, get, and they, yeah. And they yeah, don't want to yeah. go to court, yeah. so they call in a bomb threat That's to the courthouse because it evacuates everything and basically yeah. cancels all the court appearances for okay, the day. that does happen. <clears throat> now, this is one that I wouldn't say is uniquely Florida, but definitely something <laughs> I would expect to happen in Florida. Florida man and stolen ambulance leads law enforcement on multi-county chase, official sex. Respect. Because let's be honest, ambulance cars... Uh, they're not that fast. Well, that's why it's multi-county, because they're like, we can keep up with this guy. <laughs> yeah, we can totally keep up. It's fine. Do we need a helicopter? <laughs> nah, we got it. It's cool. We got it. He's cool. It's cool. Now, Flagler County, Florida, a Florida man is behind bars after the Flagler County Sheriff's Office said he stole an ambulance that was idling outside the hospital and led law enforcement on a multi-county chase. The Daytona Beach Police Department received a call just after 2.30 a.m. Tuesday in reference to a stolen vehicle at the Advent Health located at 301 Memorial Medical Parkway, blah, blah, blah. An EMT at the hospital told police that she and her crew and her <clears throat> other crew members were inside the hospital working on a patient when a man entered the ambulance that was sitting empty outside. A report that she told <clears throat> she told officers that the front doors of the ambulance were locked, but the back doors were left unlocked. So, this is actually pretty common with first responders, like fire trucks, right? These guys don't they don't get out and lock their fire truck every time they go to a medical no. car or something, because nobody's dumb enough right, to who's steal, steal these a fire things. truck, right? Yeah. Well, one they stand out. Yeah, okay. they're not hard to find. Yeah, go find the gray or tan late, late oh. 90s Honda. They're everywhere. Hey, and uh, criminals, just word to the wise, 
They're all low jacked. Yeah. Every single one of them has some kind of GPS monitor. I will literally get on my radio and talk to you as I'm chasing you. Hey, right? dude, pull over. Yeah. Hey, I know you can hear me. I know where you are. I, I, I'm watching you right now. Look, you just turned a left on Smith <laughs> Street. You know, like, come on, pull over. Let's yeah. surrender. It's this ridiculous. Is, you're just getting yourself deeper and deeper in trouble. Although the beauty about ambulances might be a little too heavy to try to do pit maneuver. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. you probably pull it off. At least but with the ambulance I kind of get because, you know, drugs. Um, yeah, well, I kind of get that, but it's still, idling outside of a hospital in the middle of the night. I mean, well, okay. All right, Josh, you had one more thing to get to. Oh yeah. Um, wow. Sorry. Big yawn. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you ever watch night court? <laughs> I mean, I know you're like, it's a little you're, before you're a little my generation. Young, I mean, you're a little younger than I am, so I didn't yeah. think so, but it was a great show from the eighties. If you guys, uh, anybody who's, uh, you know, not a fetus, uh, <laughs> remembers it or just a twinkle in my daddy's eye. So, <laughs> so I happen to be binge watching, um, night court right now and i came across this episode where this guy (laughs) through you know shenanigans of a sitcom steals the constitution i don't know why it was in this courthouse it's a courthouse comedy show this reminds me of a disney documentary he he steals the constitution national and he's holding it hostage he's got it like with a lighter and he's threatening to burn it up um and all he wants in the end you know the judge who's one of the title characters uh or the main characters walks up and just like you know finally just like what do you want he goes i just want someone to listen to me for 30 seconds that's all i want i just have something to say and i'm watching this and this literally came up today i was watching this episode today and what he says was so on point with what's going on in our country right now that i had to share it um, so if you get a chance, it's um, Night Court, Season 5, Episode 10. And let me see if it'll actually work and play. And it's not. Why is it not? <sighs> oh. Yeah. Hold nope. on. No pressure. It's all why right. is this not working? This is why we should have a producer. This is totally why. It's not working at all. Hmm. Oh. Sorry. I figured it out. I just wanted people to know that the Constitution says everyone is equal. And if we don't agree with someone, we should just live and let live. But all I ever see is hatred and intolerance and bigotry, and it's not supposed to be like that. Everyone in our country is a child of this Constitution, and that makes us a family. I just want us to treat each other that way. And on that note, folks, this is the Serving the Peace podcast. Seek us out on Facebook. Seek us out on Twitter. Seek us out on Instagram. And now, Parler. The hell is Parler? It's a new unregulated replacement for Twitter and all those ones. It's a new social media. Check it out. Do I have to get new social media? All right, fine. Yeah, we have to, folks. Look me Um, up on Parler. (laughs) DTP at USA.com if you want to email the show with your questions or comments or you want to call me a bigot and a racist for reading facts and numbers to you, go right ahead. Maybe I'll even read it on the next episode. I don't know. DTP at USA.com. If you want to email Josh, it's thewhitejobbofthehut at yahoo.com. Whitejobba at yahoo.com. Did you just body shame me? (laughs) Good night. Wow. Exploding, violence flaring, bullets loading. You're old enough to kill, but not for voting. You don't believe in war, but what's that gun you're toting? And even the Jordan River has bodies floating, but you tell me over and over and over again, my friend.
Don't you understand what I'm trying to say? Can't you feel the fears I'm feeling today? If the button is pushed, there's no running away. There'll be no one to save with the world in a grave. Take a look around you, boy. It's bound to scare you, boy. And you tell me. Sitting here, just contemplating. I can't twist the truth. It knows no regulation. Handful of senators don't pass legislation, and marches alone can't bring integration. When human respect is disintegrating, this whole crazy world is just too frustrating. And you. China, then take a look around to Selma, Alabama. You may leave here for four days in space, but when you return, it's the same old place. The pounding of the drums, the pride and disgrace. You can bury your dead, but don't leave a trace. Hate your neck. 